BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. I like to think of the Bay Area as an incubator for lots of really unique and creative ideas for how to address our state and our country's biggest problems. And that's true for the issue of Black maternal and infant mortality. The U.S. ranks 55th in the world in maternal mortality rates, and those rates are even worse for Black folks. But a program in Alameda County is providing an answer to that problem. That's because it's trying out a completely different approach to birthing, made for and by Black people. Decades we've been in this crisis and nothing's changing. If anything, it's only getting worse, right? And we need to do this completely differently if we want completely different outcomes. Beloved birth, Black centering in Alameda County grew out of protests over the murder of George Floyd in 2020. It's radically reimagining the birthing process for Black Alameda County residents. And it's working. Today, inside the Oakland-based program that's pushing us to rethink how birthing works in America. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. As a Black woman in America, learning about the racism-based disparities in pregnancy experiences and health outcomes um, for Black women can be very scary. 
This is Jaisha Ren. She's a midwife, co-founder, and program coordinator of Beloved Birth Black Centering in Alameda County. Unfortunately, the United States is behind every other industrialized country in the world in outcomes for maternal and infant health. So despite being very well resourced and spending more than twice as much money on you know, maternal and infant care, we don't get a good return on that investment. It's very bad for all people in the United States, but particularly when you aggregate that data out by race, we see huge, huge differences that are persistent. Black women, birthing people, we are two to four times more likely to die from pregnancy-related causes than white people. And in places like New York, it's up to 12 times more likely. So it really is a crisis. I mean, I want to talk about just what that experience is actually like for many women in the U.S. What does care look like for pregnant people in the United States? And what is it about that process that's leading to these terrible outcomes? Our medicalized birth system is not generally well equipped to participate interactively with a person in making decisions around their care. So respect for Mm -hmm. bodily autonomy. I don't think a lot of people come through our traditional birthing system feeling like they were in control and empowered to make decisions around their care, like they knew what was going on with their body. Largely, people are receiving prenatal care in a medicalized system where visits are short, Mm -hmm. you know, often anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. And so that often doesn't give much time for the care provider to get to know the patient and vice versa. It doesn't give much time for people to get much information about their rights in, in health care and, and information about their options to make informed decisions about their options or advocate for their preferences. So that's just kind of the norm. And then when it comes to birth, uh, women are reporting feeling um, like they are not respected, like they're not heard. First of all, it can just lead to, you know, disempowered birthing experiences, traumatic birth experiences. But particularly if you have a a complication going on and you're trying to tell somebody what's going on in your body, that's really dangerous if you're not being listened to and not being heard. And unfortunately for black folks, this bias and discrimination that we experience results in us less likely to be taken seriously in that respect. And this is independent of socioeconomic status. So wealth and, you know, even fame don't protect us, unfortunately, from this kind of treatment. And that's, you know, evidenced in stories like Serena Williams. Serena Williams experienced a complication and tried to tell her care team what was going on in her body, what follow-up tests she needed, and wasn't initially taken seriously. I think that that is a thread that is all too common going through care experiences and leads to preventable deaths and illness. For Jaisha, these terrible health outcomes show that we need a completely different way of approaching birth. So she co-founded Beloved Birth Black Centering, a program within the Alameda Health System. Beloved Birth provides group perinatal care by, for, and with Black people. It's designed with the understanding that Black folks often experience racism in traditional medical settings that can end up being fatal. Jaisha waited for the opportunity to implement a program like this for a long time. But first, she had to convince the county that this was worth the money and the effort. 
And then 2020 happened. George Floyd was murdered. And there was the uprising and the racial reckoning across the country. And it was that moment, you know, less than a week later, maybe, that we received the call of, can we get this going? While I felt frustrated that we were getting the green light in that context, in that moment, that it took that, we were ready to go. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about the folks who go through this program. Who are Mm -hmm. the families, the people who you are working with on the day-to-day? Yeah, so we take care of Black-identified women and birthing people who are getting care through Alameda Health System and be Medi-Cal eligible in order to get care through Alameda Health System. So we're taking care of um, a publicly insured population in Alameda County. So we provide group perinatal care. So instead Mm. of going to your prenatal visit one-on-one, people go as a group. They are matched at the start of pregnancy with a group of other folks, and then they have two-hour group visits. So this visit allows time not only for the traditional health assessment that's needed in a prenatal visit, meaning checking a mother's vital signs. And in this model, she checks her own vital signs because it is an empowerment-based model. So she is very much in control of her care and knowledgeable about what's going on. We're listening to baby's heartbeat. We're measuring baby's growth. But then there's all this time for community building. And that is really um, revolutionary and, and really what is needed to address a lot of the crisis that we're seeing. When people do care in a group, we have the power to lower the risk of preterm birth, of low birth weight. We have the power to have more success with breastfeeding and also lower risk of postpartum depression. What is it about the group setting that that has that kind of effect? Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. I think, honestly, it gets back to what are the basic needs of Mm -hmm. pregnant and birthing people. And I think one of the core truths is community. As humans, we do need community. The thing that's really improving the outcomes isn't, for example, you know, which uh, educational activity we chose, you know, what exactly we talked about. It's just the community support structure, that system, that family that people build together that reduces stress. They're seeing black folks that feel like aunties. They're seeing group members that feel like sisters. They know that they're in a safe community. And we do a lot of just things focused on joy. We provide photo shoots to uplift them. (laughs) You know, we play games. We just, there's a lot of smiling. There's a lot of laughing. And that investment in joy is not just for joy's sake. It's for health's sake. And there are other key, though, important things that we know are necessary for a healthy pregnancy. Things like nutrition, things like exercise that we know as black folks, we are also lacking adequate access to. They also have access to a personal trainer. We have lactation consultants, doulas, uh, you know, lots of other folks in the care team, maternal fetal medicine, high-risk doctors for complications that come up. All of those folks are black, all black, everything. Our goal is to really take all the different ways racism harms our health and be able to prevent them in all the ways. What you're describing is an environment that is so like radically different from the traditional setting. Can you like just talk about even what it feels like to walk into this physical space? That's actually one of my favorite moments of group is watching people walk through the threshold of the room, into the room. Mm. 
because you can literally see the difference and the feeling come over them. Their shoulders soften, you know, a smile comes across their face and they look at their sisters and you can see the stress melt away. We call our space our Black Mama Oasis, and it at, is it, it's at Eastmont Wellness Center in the Eastmont Mall in Oakland, which is a mm. um, largely black and brown community. Imagine a room. doesn't look like your traditional clinic setting at all. You walk in, and the walls are covered with vibrant, colorful images of happy, healthy black moms. Mm. And those images are actually our own participants from photo shoots that we've taken. We have a community cork board with um, people responding to prompts like what I love about being black. We have behind a, a screen a place for them to come and lay down with the midwife at the start of the visit to check on their baby and review any clinical things. It is very, very much a bold, unapologetically pro-black space that is really, really powerful. I mean, and that feels just like a different way of thinking about healthcare. period. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think that is the challenge right now for us as a society is to challenge ourselves to think differently about how we provide care. I want to ask you about just how common programs like yours are and mm-hmm. I mean are there other programs that you know of that are doing what you're doing so this phenomenon of black group perinatal care is really a bay area phenomenon as far as we know so it is a special gem of the bay area <laughs> that we are growing and cultivating here in the bay We are one of three initiatives here in the Bay Area to do black group care. We're all kind of coming up, you know, in the last five-ish years or so. So a kind of a recent uh, phenomenon. Hmm. And I think that um, it's happening now because we're getting more and more black folks in birth work, first of all. Our program, though, Beloved Birth um, in Alameda County, we're really the biggest. Uh, we have done the most groups. So we're really trying to scale this intervention throughout a safety net healthcare system. And we don't want anything less than health and wellness. So we're going big. I mean, I want to give you an opportunity to brag a little bit more (laughs) and ask you, like, what do you know about whether this model is working or or how well Mm -hmm. it's working? We've served over 100 families so far. We are about to launch group number 15. Mm. And so we launch a new group, a new cohort of beloved birth families every two months. And we've surveyed them about their experience. And they've told us about the difference it's made for them. We just actually concluded our last visit of group number 12 last week. And one of the mamas in that group, she summed up the impact that beloved birth made her feel protected. And I think in light of this crisis, you can understand why Black women might feel the need to be protected. People agreed that it allowed them to feel celebrated, honored, more safe, you know? They had a supportive community, better prepared for birth, more resources, less stress. So that's what our folks are telling us. The preliminary data is really, really amazing on that, too. So far, our preterm birth and low birth weight is a fraction of Alameda Health System's overall rate, of the black rate, of the county rate, of the national rate. 
we know we're mm-hmm. on the right track, first of all, because our black mamas told us so. And yes, the data is bearing <laughs> out. So <laughs> so we're excited to see that and excited to be able to um, advocate for the scaling up of this kind of holistic anti-racist model of care. What is it going to take to make your program and programs like yours the norm rather than the exception? I think we need to not only listen to Black women and birthing people. I think that's been a call for a while, and it is a very important one. We have to stop looking at just the numbers of how bad our outcomes are and start looking and listening to the people affected by those outcomes, right? What it's going to take is really listening and then also investing in and resourcing, right? That comes Mm -hmm. the next part is really funding and allowing for the kinds of transformation of thinking outside the box and doing things differently and innovation that it takes to do the model that we've done. And I think a lot of times, you know, systems can be afraid of change and particularly because of racism, afraid of change led by black folks. We encountered a lot of that getting started, but I think we've created something truly beautiful and special and brilliant. And so I hope that Beloved can be an inspiration to folks and can also allow folks to understand the importance of just giving the resources and the space to Black community. Well, Jaisha, I want to thank you so much for coming all the way out here and for sharing the amazing work that you're doing out in Alameda County. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. That was Jaisha Wren, a midwife, co-founder, and program coordinator of Beloved Birth Black Centering based in Oakland. If you liked this episode or learned something, please consider sharing it with a friend. And for more information on Beloved Birth Black Centering, we've got some links for you in our show notes. This conversation with Jaisha was pitched and cut by our intern, Jalen Herdman, with an assist from our producer, Maria Eskinka. I produced and scored this episode. Our senior editor is Alan Montecilio. Thanks as well to Florence Middleton, a freelance reporter who reported on Beloved Birth for the Oakland side. We're going to leave you a link to Florence's story in our episode notes. Our podcast team here at KQED includes Jen Chien, our podcast director. Cesar Saldana is our podcast engagement producer. And Holly Kernan is our chief content officer. The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Thanks for listening. Peace. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from Throughline. 
If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. 